Well, good morning. Welcome, welcome to our online community. Thank you for tuning in this morning. My name is Amanda, as I said a moment ago. Um, I am the preschool pastor and the director of Lighthouse School, and I'm so excited to be able to share with you this morning a message that God has laid on my heart. So before we get deeply into that, um, I wanted to talk about the phases that our children and we as adults go through throughout our lives. That we're constantly moving through phases. We're constantly growing, learning. Children seem to quickly move through several phases between the time they're born and when we, as today, we launch them out into the world. There's a lot of growth that happens in that time in their lives. Uh, During this pandemic, we, sorry, this is very tight. Um, during the pandemic, it seems like our children, like, super quickly grew. I don't know if anybody else noticed that. Um, we had several babies born right before we all had to stay home, which was very sad, because I like holding little babies, and then we all had to go away and not get to enjoy that they couldn't move around, right? Um, And now that we come back, I don't know if anybody heard earlier, uh, one of our little babies, they were talking about water in the back uh, during worship, which is a great example of how much they've grown that they're talking now, they're shouting out. They come into the church building on Sundays and also during the week um, in, in the preschool, and they are running in, and not only like they've gone from being in their baby carriers and not going anywhere to like running and climbing and telling us no, like all kinds of things have happened over this, you know, time of being closed. We also, per, well, excuse me, personally, in my life, the child in my life, her name is Alethea. She is in sixth grade this year. Before we closed for the pandemic, this was very obvious uh, to me, this growth, because we went on a vacation shortly before we closed. And we had to ride rides, and we have a lot of photos of our family from that time. And then we just went on like the same vacation a few weeks ago, and then looking at those photos that my small child, Alethea, who in November of 2019 stood about this tall to me and looked very much like a little girl, is now as tall as I am, and I, in photos of her and her dad, where like their backs are turned, it looks like Aaron and I, when I was in college and we were first married. And so that's, that's crazy to me that my daughter can almost be mistaken for me now. And how much growth has happened. Um, I watched it slowly at home, but coming back together, some of you guys are so big now and it's shocking to the people who haven't seen you in a long time. As adults in the lives of children, we are kind of constantly in awe of the new things that our kids can do, the things that they are growing and and learning. In each of the phases that they're moving through, it brings along with it a new set of questions, a new set of challenges, a new set of skills that they have to learn, and a new set of behaviors that we get to experience with them. Uh, 
some of the stages include things like learning how to color and draw and on the wall because the wall's there. So there's all kinds of things that we are helping our children to learn to do and, and not do. And every stage in our children's lives matters. Well, we've been talking the last few weeks in this sermon series about Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve, they are, um, you know, a man and a woman. And before they, well, excuse me, God made them as adults. But all of us here today who are men and women, before we were men and women, we were boys and girls. And we had to go through all of these phases that we now are watching our children go through. And whether you are a parent or a grandparent or an auntie or a coach or a teacher or a small group leader or a mentor, or you just happen to be friends with people who have children. So that relationship that I like to always call myself an auntie, so I have lots of children that I call myself auntie to them, that Whatever you are to children or teenagers in their lives, that you have influence over them. And each phase that they go through, God is calling us to leverage that influence that we have over them to help shape them and help them know that they are made in the image of God and that they are perfect, just how they are in each phase, even if the phase is frustrating to us. They are exactly who and where God designed them to be. As children, they need us as adults in their lives to help them and support them through each of the phases that they're going through. And then we as adults, we need other adults in our lives, right? to help us through the phases that, that we go through because we don't stop going through phases once we um, graduate from high school and go to college. There are those of us who are in the phase of, of parenting or you're in the phase of going out and getting your first full-time job. Like, that's a big deal. That's, there's a lot of adjustments. Some of us are, excuse me, not myself, some of you may be um, retiring some of you may be launching your children out into the world, and that can be scary, and we're here to support you. Whatever phase you find yourself in, we need the support of others. And what's really cool is that God designed us to be in relationship with one another so we could come together and support one another. So we're going to look at scripture, um, TJ gave it away that I'm going to use a big word today, and I didn't even know it was Trinity Sunday, so it's kind of perfect that we're going to talk about this. So the big term is triune God or Trinity. So I'm going to explain that a little bit more after we read the scriptures uh, today. The first scripture we're going to read is found in Genesis chapter 1, um, starting at verse 26 says, when, then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all of the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. 
The second scripture we're going to look to today is found in Psalm chapter 139 and verse 13. Excuse me, it says, For you are created, excuse me, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Well, since before creation, before this happened, that God created the earth and created man and woman, God has been in relationship with the Trinity, which is God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And they, it's, it's tricky, the Trinity, the, the triune God, has always been, always been together, always been in relationship. Throughout scripture, the different parts of the Trinity have been active, have had different functions. And the main thing, though, is that they model this relationship that we are to have with other people and with God. That it's not good for us to be alone, but to be connected and in relationship. Adults, we are trusted by God to parent or mentor or coach or teach or lead the next generation. And this is a very important and highly valuable responsibility. The lie that Satan wants to, or not wants to, tells us as we move through these phases and as we try to, to lead this next generation, the lie that he tells us is that we have to have all the answers all the time. But this is not what God expects from us. As men and women training up the next generation, God does not expect us to have all the answers. If we had all the answers all of the time, we would be God. And we are not God. And God does not expect us to be God. So with that truth, hearing that today, everybody can take like a deep breath. Like, breathe it out. As you breathe it out, you can let go of all of the anxiety and worry and insecurity and the trap of comparing yourself to other people. You can let that go because that's not what God expects from us. God's desire for us is to do what we can to leverage each phase to connect with the children and teenagers in our lives. And there's some practical strategies that we can employ to be able to leverage these opportunities. So before we get to our first strategy, I wanted to share with you some photos. They are memes. I'm not sure if you know what a meme is, but a meme is a kind of funny photo or a whatever photo. And people will put words across the photo, and then it's like a joke, right? And they then share it across the internet on social media, whatever. So one of the uh, categories of memes, they're called epic fails. Has anybody ever seen like the epic fail memes? So I wanted to share with you a few epic fails today. So uh, I don't know if you can tell this guy has a stick in the wheel of his bike. This Little panda was trying to slide. I'm not sure whose fault that is. <laughs> this one is for all of our tech people. 
people who have to install things. We've got a little, little problem there. Well, experts in any field, they become experts because they research their field. You also can become an expert by learning from the epic failures in your life. So perhaps the next person to hang the, I don't know, it looked like a little TV screen or monitor, maybe, uh, or I don't know which was there first, the, the security camera or the, the screen. But the next person to like, whose job it is to hang either of those things, they might not, not do it that way because they've learned that you, you can't see the footage of the security camera with something in front of it. So that concept, take that into parenting or teaching, that maybe the strategy that you use today that didn't work, maybe don't use it next week. Let's like think about how, how could we change the strategy, right? Oh, we don't have to have all of the answers, and, but we can learn from the failures that we have in our lives. And we all fail, we all have failures, but we don't have to continue to fail in the same way if we learn from the failure and try something new. So the first strategy to combat this lie from Satan is to keep learning. There are books and conferences and podcasts specifically put out by Orange, the curriculum and philosophy that we use here at, here at South Portland Church of the Nazarene that have all kinds of ideas of how to leverage these opportunities to be an influence during specific phases in your children's life or through specific things that happen in your kids' lives. I actually have some books available for um, the parents today. At the, um, in the foyer, you can visit me at the welcome desk. The first service cleared out a bunch of the books, and so I'll be ordering more books. And so just stop by, let me know what grade your children are going into, and I can help get you some resources that might help you to know what to do to leverage these opportunities. Um, there's also books and podcasts that that are out there that to help your children through um, difficult things that they might be going through, like loss of a loved one, those type of things that we can definitely come alongside and help um, get you the resources that you need. Does anyone here like to make lists, like to-do lists? And you can raise your hand. I do. You're, don't be ashamed. All right. So some of you might like to make a list with, um, you know, the paper that it's like a little, it's like that, and it's got a magnet on the back, and you can put it on your fridge, and right, and you rip it off. Okay. So some people like to make lists on like on paper like that, and they, uh, whatever the list is, a to-do list, a grocery list, whatever. Some people like to have a really elaborate um, planner that might come with extra beautiful paper to clip on to the thing and you can write it all in like in colored pens and it's really really beautiful like some people like to make their lists like that other people like to use um, their cell phones they like to use the notes uh, section in your phone and make a list right of things that you need to do and some people like to do all of those things and I fall into the category of liking to do all those things so all over my house, in my office, in my phone, you'll find lists and things to do, and usually 
it's the same list. Like, I guess it's a way of reminding myself. But on the to-do list, I'll feel really, really accomplished when I think I've gotten everything done on the list. And then I go back to the list and I'm like, I got everything done, except from when I started, I've added 10 things to it, so like the list goes on. And I can get frustrated that it never ends. I just finished all the laundry, and like AJ said last week, that we're still wearing clothes and there's still laundry to do. Like the list seems to never end. One of the lies that Satan tells us in having to have all the answers is have, you know, having like all of those things done. And we can feel so defeated that we like think we have it all done and then we don't. But something we can do to combat that and a strategy we can do is to celebrate the wins, whether the wins are really big or the wins are really small. So like, yeah, we wanna celebrate the things like our students graduating. Right? So we bring them up on stage and we talk about them and we celebrate them and we, we, many of them will probably have graduation parties and there's a ceremony at school that happens for graduation. And that's super exciting. Um, but the last time that I you know, went grocery shopping and then I also remembered to put gas in the car, when I got home, there was not like a huge barbecue of everybody saying, that's so great, you did the thing, you went grocery shopping. Like, <laughs> That's not, gonna, that's not gonna happen. It's an unrealistic expectation that your family would do that for you or that your friends would take time to come over and be like, you're awesome, you bought the food. Like, this is not gonna happen. And that's okay. But when we get the things done that we only need to get done, maybe we got the big project at work done. Maybe our children, you know, where a lot of us are teaching, that they're doing their schoolwork at home some days of the week. And like today, they got all their schoolwork done. And so you're gonna celebrate them. Like, hey guys, you can have an extra ice cream. Or on the way home from doing all of the the to-do things on my list, I'm gonna like grab a coffee that um, is more like a dessert, but it's still coffee. Um, the thing that is meaningful to you and the little, the little celebration, um, it's important to do those things, it's important to celebrate those wins because it keeps us motivated to keep going and keep keep working, keep trying for our children to keep trying. It can be really hard to motivate someone if they always feel like the list never ends. I'm never gonna finish all of this. They can get very defeated. But celebrating the win that is a really big deal and really important thing to do and is the second strategy in combating Satan's lies. <clears throat> so we've been talking about memes and talking about making lists. I have another question for you guys. Does anybody here ever use social media? You guys use social media? Um, Whatever the social media app is that you use, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or like the new thing that we as adults don't know about yet, um, whatever app it is that you use that you do this, right? You're scroll, scrolling through and you're, you're looking at what everybody else is doing, their, their vacation that they went on or um, the really delicious like meal that they they made and how do they have time to do that and uh, the clothes that they're wearing or the 
the seemingly perfect world that they live in. And we can fall into this trap where we're like, oh, I am, I'm not doing that good. My vacation wasn't that great. I didn't even go on a vacation. We can fall into that trap of comparing ourselves to other people. And when we fall into that trap, we can start to put ourselves down because we're not killing it. We're not doing as good as we we really wish that we were doing. The third strategy to combat these lies that we have to have all the answers, that we have to be killing it in everything that we're doing is to be kind to yourself. One of the things uh, when I'm on social media that I uh, um, like to look at um, is Orange puts out uh, our, for our kids ministry and for our teen ministry, there are groups on Facebook of like other churches that are also using the same curriculum. And so they'll, they'll have like pictures of um, some of our children's ministry. People here can relate. They'll have pictures of like their set and it's like super amazing. And I don't know where they're getting the money to every month have this like wicked elaborate set. And they also have like the volunteer who like hand crafts all of the like giveaway things for all the kids. And there's just a whole lot of things going on. And I'm like, man, I'm not, I'm not doing those things. I should be doing those things. And then, then our ministry would be even better. We'd be able to reach those kids even more. And that's such a lie because our children's ministry team, we are killing it. We are ministering to the children that are coming in every week and we have a beautiful set. And we have really cool giveaway things. I mean, what kid doesn't want like a donut? Like everybody wants a donut. So there's, we're doing a great job. And you, all of you sitting here today, whatever role you find yourself in, working with children or with teenagers, you are killing it. You are doing exactly what God wants you to be doing. You are a good leader. Being kind to ourselves doesn't mean, excuse me, being kind to ourselves means that when we are trying to do our best, that we're not adding this additional stress by comparing ourselves to others or by thinking I have to do X, Y, Z. I have to do all the things. You don't have to do all the things. God's calling you to do your very best and to do what you can with what he's giving you. You are trying hard. You care about the children and the teens. And if you want to do better, you'll do better. You have some good days and some bad days. We all have good days and bad days. Even the people who look perfect online, who look like they have it all together, we all have good and bad days. So our bottom line today is that you don't have to have all the answers to make a positive impact on the next generation. So the question I have for you today, and for for myself as well, is how can I be even better? As a parent, as a pastor, as an auntie, 
I believe that employing these strategies can help us to do better, each of us, and have a better influence in the lives of the children around us. If we keep learning, we celebrate the wins, and if we're kind to ourselves. Let me pray for you before we go into our closing song this morning. God, we thank you for the opportunity to be adults who have influence over this next generation. I pray, God, that you would guide us, that you would help us to remember these strategies and to remember that we don't have to have all the answers. God, as we rely on you, you will lead us. You will give us the words to say. God, we just pray that you be with us as we go from here. We pray all of these things in your name. Amen. Let's stand together and sing.
whether through it's through a song, whether it's through our prayer time, whether it's through an interaction with one another this morning. Lord, we pray that we have been changed in some way. Lord, I pray that you would be with us as we go from this place, that you would keep us all safe during this time and all the things going on, Lord, but that you would uh, use us to spread your word, to spread your good news, to spread your gospel to our friends, our coworkers, our neighbors, our, our people that we see in school. The kids, the, the, the kids' parents across the street. Lord, we pray that we would be, uh, that we would glorify you in everything that we do. We love you, Lord, and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you, everybody. Thank you for coming. Thank you for joining us. Have an excellent week, and we will see you next week at 10 o'clock. God bless. Your praise will ever be on my lips, ever be on my lips. Your praise will ever be on my lips, ever be on my lips. Your praise will ever be on my lips, ever be on my lips. Your praise will ever be on my lips.